Dominic. Uh, quite, quite the show today. I mean, obviously, John Jones and your Corbett had quite a bit going on, but you guys put in a performance today. What was it like being up there on that big stage? Am I an analyst or am I a fighter right now? Fighter. Fighter? Okay, fighter. Um, it was fun. It was fun to just go up there and just be there again, you know, not be on the other end of the microphone trying to promote everybody, but be out there just having fun and being myself. So what does the analyst say? Well, I just think that, uh, you know, everything that Dominic talked about, even when he was out, he's done. Uh, Faber, everything he's talked about and said he was going to do, he didn't do. And on top of that, while Dominic was out behind the desk talking about what he was going to do to accomplish it when he came back, um, Faber was too scared to face TJ. Plain and simple. And so he came back, being the cruise that he is, and just beat the guy that Faber was too scared to face. And then now, Faber's got a whole lot to say to Dominic, but Dominic's just going to wax that ass again. All right, be honest. Wait, am I fighter or am I... Fighter, fighter, fighter again, fighter Dom. Be honest. (laughs) TJ Dillashaw's grandfather, was that that prepared? (laughs) Was that packaged? Or was that just off the dome? I saw him in the suit, and that's what I was like, with his penny loafers on, and I was like... God, man, who taught you how to dress? Is that cake? Oh, gosh, he looked like a grandfather to me. I'm sorry. It just I didn't even have to think about it. It was just natural because of looking at him. How satisfying is it to stand up there, get in that face off? He's chirping. He's always get, chirping. And though. you get to just raise that belt and know that he hasn't <laughs> held that title. He hasn't held the title in, I think, five, six years now. Yeah, I mean, he talks about, all you ever hear him talk about is all the belts he had, you know? That's the first thing he brings up anytime he talks. I got this many belts, that many belts. No. Nobody cares about your King of the Cage belts, dude. Nobody. Nobody cares. Quit talking about them. Do something relevant. Beat somebody in the top five, not the top 15, and then come talk to me. What about the Gladiator Challenge belt? Well, you know... That one's a little bit more impeccable because it, the cage it isn't like powder coated, so it's like real metal. So I'll give him a little bit more credit for that. Faber is Faber, you know, as you face him for the third time, is he as good as he was the second time? Do you feel like he's regressed at all? I mean, I don't think he's regressed. I don't. I don't think he's gotten worse. I think that he's stayed the same, and the and the game has progressed. That's the difference. Uh, I think that Faber's uncoachable. I think anytime somebody goes in there to coach him, he ends up kicking him out because he has to be the alpha, and I think that that's been the downfall of his own career. Tom, uh, last fight, you carried the promotion kind of as far as like, the talking part of it. Won the fight, won the belt, and then you guys drew a really big rating on, on FS1. I know you said you wanted to have a little discussion with Dana about things in the future after that. Did you have that discussion, and did it go in your, in your no, favor? No, we haven't talked yet, but... Um, I know we will. We're going to read. I was on my old contract, you know, the, the old WEC contract, because I haven't fought in so long. So it's like they weren't trying to do me dirty or anything, and I wasn't trying to say anything negative to the UFC. All I'm trying to say is, like, can we please talk, basically. And uh, the point got across. No ill words to Dana, Lorenzo. We just need to talk. That's it. And we will. And they've been cool about that. They said, yeah, we'll sit down. We'll talk. We'll, re- we'll write out a new contract. There's no... I have no foul words for anybody. I just wanted to make sure and get what I deserve because, like you just said, the, the, the views were there. I helped push it. Um, I'm doing my job. I, I just, I'm not asking for $10 million. I just want to be compensated for the work that I'm doing. Realistically, I know I'm not a Ronda Rousey draw. I know I'm not a McGregor draw. That's the re- reality of things. The 135 pound division is a growing division. I've been part of the growth of that division. And I have, and, uh, 
division was stale without me. And now I've come back and I start winning. Everybody's talking. Everybody hates me again. There's a target on my back. Everybody wants to fight me. People are coming out of the woodworks talking trash about me. Perfect. It's right where I left off, right where it should be. And, uh, you know, I deserve to get paid for that. With that said, the number of challenges. I mean, I know this is a rivalry match, one that you want to do, but was there any party that didn't want to have this fight? Just say, the guy doesn't deserve it right now. Yeah, I thought about that, but, you know, with Faber, it's like, it's bigger than me, and it's bigger than his goofy self. It's more about the fans. I, I've had so many questions about that fight, over the years even. When are you going to shut Faber up? When are you going to, you know, because we were supposed to fight, and, and when all else fails, we were. And I had to pull out because of my ACL injury, and that sucked. I didn't like that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of only fair in a way. And besides that, I bring it. He brings it. I know he hates me, so he's going to come in the, the best shape that old man can do and we'll get after it. Well, and at the same time, it gives you the chance to get it over with, get it out of the yeah, way. Yeah, it's part of the story. if you do something else, you're going to hear about it. Correct. Exactly. You're, you nailed it right there. I'm tired of hearing about it. Let me just put put all the questions to rest, all the talk to rest. And, uh, you know, I don't mind because I fight anyway. So this is what I do. I'm going to face a, a bad dude no matter who I face in there. So I might as well face somebody that everybody wants me to see. And I think that's, you know, he's been in the sport so long. He's got some backing people believe in him um, and you know I feel like for his fans I have to give them some give them a chance you know let me let me get all listen favorite fans I'll give you a chance one more chance for him to, to have some to try to bask in some sort of glory because he's not going to do it for you so I'll give him the chance for you do you think this is it for your eye I mean do you think I mean everyone there's people who have complained saying he gets too many titles he does do you think this is it I don't know I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say to that anymore. I mean, do you blame me for not knowing? No. In terms of promoting a fight, you, know, you talked about how TJ might not have been the sharpest tool in the shed. You said that a couple times. Uriah at least can throw back at you verbally. Well, is, that, is it more fun? Is it easier to promote the fight? With? Well, I mean, you saw, I think I taught, taught something to Dillshaw. He finally started talking after the fight. He grew a pair and started talking, but it was after the fight. It's too late, guy. You know, say something, put your balls on the line next time and say something, and then you'll get something out of it. Um, so at least he learned something in the midst of that loss, even though he's not really going to learn too much because he's still in denial about it. But that is typical alpha male style, and that's what we'll never change about that camp is they make excuses and they never accept their losses no matter how they lose. I can't even tell you. I mean, look at look at Faber getting slept by Burrell with his thumbs up like he's out of it, like he's okay. Like, dude, you got slept. Uh, it's a good thing Herb Dean saved you. Um, that's just the typical alpha male style, and uh, I don't think that'll ever change. They're just in denial. Talk to us about the emotion of that TJ fight. Obviously, everything that went into getting back and getting into that fight, getting through the fight and actually getting your hand raised at the end. I mean, tell us about the emotion that you really experienced on that night. Uh, I think the emotion was like it was in myself because of all the stuff I had to go through. You know, uh, the, the ACL injuries, there's no way to even explain what that does to your body. Like, it changes your body. It changes the chemistry of your body. I had to train differently for the, for this last fight than I've ever trained before. I cut out completely in all strength and conditioning. I used to do a long strength and conditioning uh, part of camp where it would be part of it. I had to cut that out because you have to cut certain things out to make up lost ground for time away from the sport. So I had to pick and choose which things I was going to keep part of my camp for technique to be ready for the fight and I had to get rid of some. Uh, strength and conditioning was not the necessity for that fight. So little things like that make a difference in everything. Um, it, it worked out in my favor but I can only get better from there. I can't get worse because that was a very tough camp uh, coming back from, from that knee injury. 
and now I've got that camp on my body that's built into me now and now I can add to that instead of adding from a, a skinny broken leg it was broken and I had to fix it and I had to rebuild it and, and do all that and rehab it and it was hard but uh, thank God I was able to get through it and, and I had the strength and um, I had great support for it from the fans and my team but uh, now I, I've got something to build on even better so I'm, I'm just happy that, that that's the way it is yeah the thing is I got about another month and then I'll have I'm about four months out from the from the uh, date that we set that give me another month to take it easy on the heel let it get 100% anybody who knows anything about plantar fascia tendonitis knows it can stay for up to six months a year Peyton Manning had it a lot of runners get it Uh, high level athletes get it when you train hard I train very hard. I do a lot of footwork. I do a lot of things on my feet. I do a lot of running. I do a lot of leg work. All this stuff beats up my body, but um, when you're competing at the highest level, you you beat your body up at the highest level. And I've been facing top five guys my entire career. Not a lot of other people have been facing the top three to top five guys their entire career the way I have. So my body's taking a little bit of a beating, yeah, but it's getting better. I got a month to heal it, like I said, and then I have the next three months to get ready for the fight. So it's exciting. Division, the bantamweight division. There's some young challengers coming up on, on the rails. Who do you think is going to be the one that breaks from the pack and be the, the next young gun to move up and challenge you for that championship? A lot of guys are looking good. You got Aljamain Sterling looking good. Austin Sal's always in the mix. Um, um, the, the list goes on, man, with the, with the guys that are coming up. Uh, there's another some alpha male in there. Yeah, uh, Cody No Love's looking good. I mean, he's got good boxing and he hits hard and he's hungry. He's young. He's got tattoos. Uh, so yeah, it should be good. You might end up with another alpha male coming out. Yeah. Another are you alpha. Ready? What? Are you ready for a third? Another one? alpha. What? Are you ready for a third one to come and start talking to us? I'm used to it, man. Bring it. Come on. 